Hello everybody, this is Suzanne from Citrus Labs and you are listening to From Lab to Label, a podcast that is all about the scientification of consumer brands. This day and age sees more health and wellness brands than ever before. But how can we tell if these new products are actually working? On this show, I sit down with brand owners and people from the health and wellness industry to discuss new trends, research, ideas and opportunities in supplements, cosmetics and superfoods. Hello everyone, my name is Suzanne, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Citrus Labs and I am joined today by Henry Simmons, who is the general manager of a system. Please introduce yourself and introduce a system. Sure thing. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and great to meet everyone. Uh, so I'm Henry, I'm the general manager of a system. So a system creates advanced natural supplements. And our goal is really to make clinically backed products accessible for everyone. So we do we do that by using you know, the best in class ingredients backed by studies. Um, and we create products that aim to improve everyday elements of your life. So from sleep, stress, pain relief, all the way through to energy, focus and, and libido. We also actually have a, uh, we've created an incubation studio called a system labs, you know, and that's come off the, off the back of, you know, five years or so of building a pretty unique infrastructure for creating highly efficacious products and really innovative packaging. So more and more brands want to create ingestibles, but it is hard to do. There's a big barrier to entry, I think. Um, you know, traditionally costs a lot uh, and takes, takes, you know, a huge amount of time and effort. Um, so we're now creating products for a number of brands from start to finish as well. That's awesome. So Henry, I, we've talked before <laughs> and I told you that I was just in Europe and used the sleep gummy for my jet lag. And you told me that it will work. And <laughs> I, it actually worked great. Uh, I slept like a baby that, you know, that first two, three nights, it didn't feel groggy in the morning. And this is clearly, you know, a testament to your formulation, to your product. And what do you think do you do differently compared to other brands when it comes to product formulation? Oh, that's well, it's amazing, amazing to hear that it has been a savior for when you're traveling, you know, the night of the flight or, you know, the few days after. So I'm glad, I'm glad, it, glad it worked for you. Um, yeah, our, um, we've got a product development process, which we call function, functional by design. So it merges two key pieces that really differentiates us. So the first is our formulations. Um, so we've got a real commitment across all our products to use at least one clinical ingredient. Um, that's an ingredient that's got human studies done on it to prove out the benefits. Uh, the overwhelming majority of products on the market don't have these. Um, they are expensive, they're tough to source, but they deliver results. Um, to help us with this, we have a, we've created a scientific advisory board. So it's full of doctors, PhDs, we've got dietitians. Uh, we've got Olympic athletes and trainers on there and they guide us and advise us on what are the cutting edge ingredients and formulations as well. And then when we get into the formulation process, we do multiple rounds of tests with that panel, um, you know, with that panel of experts. So that includes blood and saliva work. Uh, we do consumer surveys uh, as well. And that all is geared towards sort of ensuring the efficacy of the product is there in the short and long term. So that's all done pre-launch. 
And then thanks to you guys, we're, we're, doing, we're going one step further. So we're carrying out that third-party clinical study on the products to validate the benefits. Again, something very few, few brands are doing. So that's, the, that's one part, that's the formulation. And then another piece I think that differentiates us is, our, is the design. Um, so if you, walk, if you walk into a GNC or a vitamin shop, you know, the first thing you'll notice is you'll be bombarded by this like deluge of white plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. They all look the same. Uh, and they all end up in the same place as well. And that's the back of your cupboard collecting dust um, or in landfill or in the ocean, to be honest. Um, so if you want to make good habits easy, and that's what we want to do at a system, it's really important you design products that look great and are functional as well. Um, that's like kind of the core basics of and fundamentals of behavioral psychology. So um, interlinked to that as well as ensuring our products have as little impact on the planet as possible. Um, so all our products come in these infinitely recyclable um, travel tins, um, removing all plastic completely. And then we've got an industry first, uh, which took us a few years to develop, which is a fully compostable refill solution. So the tray and the film is itself as well is fully compostable, at home compostable. And then not only that, but we've carried out a life cycle assessment on the products to measure the carbon footprint of the products. And then we've doubled the offset to make it a climate positive product. So the result of that as well, from, from a design perspective, is, you know, you look at these, hopefully, you know, this is not going to be collecting dust at the back of your cupboard. You put it next to your MacBook, it looks as good as as good as uh, the MacBook Pro. And that means you're just going to use it more often and build a, build a, you know, a more daily routine in, in terms of taking supplement. And you, you actually, um, you made a good point that a very few brands are actually taking the step to run a study. And, you know, you mentioned that during that formulation, you have multiple rounds of tests with yeah panel of experts, you have consumer surveys, you basically already know that your product works, that it's efficacious. And why do you think it made sense for you to actually take it that step further and run a study with a third party like Citrus Apps? Yeah, so I think um, for us, we've, you know, for a brand like us, we've got a real commitment to science and proven results. So Clinic, carrying out a clinical study was something we've always wanted to do, you know, wanted to do for a long time. And in all honesty, I think finding the right credible partner was the hardest part. Um, so when we were connected with you and your team, it gave us the confidence to commit. So we're really obsessed with creating products that really work. I think, you know, we do a great job up front of using the right ingredients, but the proof is in the actual product when it's fully, fully made. And so that desire to, you know, for proven results is something... Uh, we have and we know our customers have. I think probably most people on the call have been on the receiving end of, of snake oil products. And it's it's incredibly frustrating when you um, you know invest some time and money into a product and it does and then and it doesn't work. And I know an increasing number of customers only want to use product that that actually work. And that's mm -hmm. fantastic. And and I think in the particularly in the supplement space, people really do their research. Uh, it's not an impulse purchase like a t-shirt. If you buy a supplement product, most people will spend time researching the ingredients. They'll be looking at reviews and so on. I mean, even reviews now, a lot of them, a lot of them can be manipulated and a bit fake. So, you know, for us, like being able to say a third party showed, you know, for our sleep products, like, you know, 82% of people improved their sleep uh, or for our de-stress products, 86% of people felt more calm. These are like really great signifiers for customers 
as they're looking for products and brands to trust. Yeah, you really said something here that people are really like consumers are mm. really educated now. They're really doing uh, their research. And for you as well, like research really is front and center. It's on your website, it's in your ads. And do you think that having these claims on your website and in your ads, does it really help you to grow the business or is it just like a nice to have? No, definitely. Yeah, it definitely is, is helping to grow the business. I think, you know, once we received the results, we immediately added a module to our site with the key claims. So, you know, this, this, you know, the, the data around 79% of people reduce stress, 82% had a more restful sleep and, and so on. And then we link the full report on the site as well uh, for, for transparency. We've got a really voracious community who love digging into the details. And so being able to share that with them, the full report was really valuable. And then to your point on ads and, and conversion, you know, we've, we've been really, it's been really intriguing to see actually. So um, we've tested the results on, on paid ads and our landing pages as well. Um, and they've been the best performing message for us. Um, so I think, I mean, it kind of boils down to this fact. I think people are really bored of brands saying how great their product is. I think people see through that just, you know, just, um, so I think it's, so I think it's refreshing to have, someone else like just like citrus labs validate the products on your behalf and people people trust that a lot more and when you came to us you already knew what you wanted to do with your study what claims you want um you even like told us what the sample size should be and can you explain you know basically what what study type you've chosen and why and why you've also chosen to have like a specific sample size yeah so, I mean, just for context for everyone, so the, the, the products we focused on in the study were, were, were de-stress and our sleep gummies, mm-hmm. um, the, the combination of which we, we call Complete Calm. The main goal for us was understanding how Complete Calm supports healthy sleep habits, uh, reduces stress and anxiety, and as well as, as lifting mood. So those are the, those are the kind of the goals we wanted to see where we, where we sat. Um, Thanks to the key clinical ingredient we use, so we use the ingredient called Safra Inside, as a uh, like an optimized extract of saffron. Um, we were able to use quite strong claims for mood and sleep from from launch on our packaging. This this ingredient, if, if anyone wants wants to check it out, is is really interesting. It's uh, uh, it's shown in in studies to have the same impact as Prozac on anxiety, but without the negative side effects. So it's an amazing natural clinical. Prior to the study, uh, we had, yeah, I think we had the product in market for about six months. Mm-hmm. So um, we had some great feedback from customers, but it's, it's, you know, sleep in particular is a crowded and competitive market. Um, and we wanted our product to, to shine through really, you know, um, I don't think anyone had really done clinical studies on gummies actually in that format um, before. Um, so carrying out a study, clinical study was one of the key ways of differentiating us. And then in terms of actually choosing which type of study, so we had an open label, we had an observational single arm clinical trial. Ultimately, this means we were testing our products on people who could really benefit from them. Um, and then single arm trials, um, Suzanne, I know you can talk much more eloquently than me, but they're, they're best utilized when the natural history of the issue, you know, in this case, sleep and stress, when they're well understood. So, and therefore that means the placebo effects are, are fairly minimal as well. So um, 
that was the type of study in terms of the uh, subjects. Um, I think we, we, we got about, we got 28 subjects. Um, they were between 24 and 48 years old. And then uh, they were kind of presenting these like mild to moderate sleep issues or anxiety or stressful issues. And then the format was we kind of checked in uh, before, uh, after two weeks of, of using the gummies on a, on a daily basis. And then four weeks after that as well. And that was really to show how our products worked over time with consistent use. Yeah. And then the results, I mean, I've mentioned this, some of the results, but that we we're really impressed. We we're really happy with the results um, and therefore able to like push them out into, into our ether really. So because you said you were really impressed with the results, did you not, did you not expect good results? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's, it's quite nerve wracking to be honest. I think we, um, we were hopeful and, you know, we've, we've built up a bit of confidence um, from the clinical ingredients that we used uh, through to the testimonials we have from customers, through to the, you know, blood and saliva work that we did ourselves to show cortisol level um, mm -hmm. changes. So, you know, it, we, were, we were quietly confident, but it's, def it's definitely quite nerve wracking when you're waiting at the end of the study, you see what is the result. And so everything, all, all, the, all the key indicators that we were looking for, they were all over 80% of people had a positive impact um so yeah we're, we're thrilled that's really great that's really great to to hear and i think what you what you just mentioned also about our saffron side is also something that really uh you know distinguishes a system right because you're really using these clinical ingredients versus just melatonin yeah absolutely i think that's yeah every every product we have has at least one of these clinicals in one that means it's it's gives us a great chance of knowing that the product's going to work. Uh, two, it allows us to put some strong claims on packaging and in um, marketing materials as well. Yeah, and it's, it's quite tough, to be honest. There's, there's you know, it's, a, um, it's quite difficult to, to sort through what are the best ingredients out there. They can be quite expensive as well. Um, so we have to find the right balance between, you know, creating products that really work and that still are affordable for people as well. Yeah, that's true. And because you mentioned, you know, that you're using not only the clinical ingredients um, for your marketing materials, but also obviously the study. How did you create your product claims? How do you implement your claims into marketing apart from Instagram? I mean, the starting point, as I think I mentioned on all our products is, you know, what are the claims with that clinical ingredient? So we start there. So for, for the de-stress and sleep, for example, with great studies um, on the Safra inside around improving mood, right. uh, improving sleep quality and duration. So we're able to use those claims. And then now we're actually going through the process of updating our packaging with your, with your stats and the data from the Citrus Lab study. Um, and so that those will be used on the packaging. And then for our wholesalers, so we're stocked in places like Nordstrom and Saks and um, Bergdorf Goodman, Urban Outfitters, Free People and, and so on they loved having the study. And so we're going to start using that and have signage uh, in their stores mm -hmm. showing what the results are of those products. Well, that's amazing. And at, at the beginning, you mentioned, you know, why now, why you're now running, uh, why you now ran a study was that you found us. So why, why <laughs> did we give you the confidence <laughs> to, you know, be a good partner to run a study with? 
There's a few things, really. So the, the breadth of knowledge and experience you, you have, that's definitely the first piece. So you've worked with loads of great brands adjacent to us in the supplement space. Um, and this helped us feel in safe hands. So I think that was the first piece. The economics, actually, were, were obviously really important. So you've managed to democratize clinical trials so they are affordable and they're not out of reach for a startup. And that's something they've historically been. I think we had the preconception of, yeah, these are going to cost you know hundreds of grand to do clinical studies, but you've, you've managed to create a process to make them more affordable. So I think that's another one. And then, yeah, I think your team as well. So you've got all got stellar scientific backgrounds. Um, and then above all, you're all lovely people. So that's always, always important, you know, to work with people you, you enjoy spending time with. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of those three, the sort of breadth of knowledge and experience, the, uh, the economics and then the, the team that you have, you've put in place. That's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, before we go on to the Q&A, do you have one last piece of general advice for brands that want to run clinical studies? I think something we've noticed and we've seen, I'm sure most people have on, on the call as well, is each generation that, that comes next will des- demand more evidence for the efficacy of products. Um, and I think that's, that's fantastic. I think it's really good. Um, it forces you to really create products that are unique, and not only just you know, the, the ingredients, but also the formulas that you put together. And it, and it shifts people away from copying others or even doing white labeling. You know, we, we have the mantra when we set this up of, you know, it's easy to sell a product once. The hard part is selling again and again. You know, when you do, you have the formula for a really good, great business. Um, and the easiest way to do that is create a product that actually works, you know, particularly in the supplement space. And then to add on a clinical trial to validate the benefits is just the icing on the cake, I think. So I'd say it's, it's yeah, from our side, it's been hugely beneficial. It's definitely worth the investment. And we are, we will be doing plenty more of these over the coming years. Yeah, excited to test more of your products. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move into Q&A. So first one is, you know, can you talk about why someone would choose to do a study with a placebo versus without one? Henry, I think you already touched on it, why we didn't include a placebo in your study. Yeah, I mean, you you probably got more knowledge than me in terms of the, the differences. But um, yeah, from our side, the, the single arm study that we did I think it was, you know, they're, they're kind of really well utilized when the, the history of the issue is well known. So for sleep and stress, they're just well documented. And for us, that massively, you know, in terms of the start, massively reduces the placebo effects of taking the product. Um, so I think that was one piece for us. And I do think, um, you know, another piece as well, as, as the complexity of studies increase and placebos are introduced and so on, I think they do, they get a bit more expensive and they become, you know, a bit tougher for startups to, to do and to carry out. Um, so I think some of those are the key elements from, from our side. And just to, just to add to that. So typically, because obviously Henry, you already had data from mm-hmm. your initial efficacy testing. You already had anecdotal data uh, from, from consumers, but 
this was in fact your first real clinical study and yeah. typically when you do something for the first time you're not starting with like 200 300 500 um you know people study uh with like two three study arms you actually start small because you want to see really the effects first that your product has because otherwise your investment could tank <laughs> in yeah. case um you know the data isn't there um, so this is also how studies are actually done in the FDA space. You first start with a phase one study, which is typically a smaller one with like 20 to 50 participants. And then, you know, you build based on also the data you received, you build up um, to like a bigger study uh, with like two arms. And then you run typically your pivotal study has like at least three arms. And it's then the, the study that gives you your know, FDA clearance. And also it's, it's honestly, it's a, it's a thing of budget, right? If you have a budget of like half a million, yes, absolutely. You can go for the biggest study with blood tests and, you know, everything. But if you, if you have a, a smaller budget, then, you know, the decision is not running a study versus running a smaller study that is single group. And um, obviously I'm biased, but I think like running some sort of study versus no study at all is, um, will be beneficial. All right, Jody, do you want to jump in? Yes, absolutely. Can you talk a bit about how long studies typically take? Um, that's a good question. And this is a question that is that really depends on the product. <laughs> um, so some studies, you know, they can be, for example, some cosmetic studies, they can be wrapped up in like two weeks. And then we have supplement studies um, that take, you know, six months, sometimes 12 months. It depends on the product. It depends on the ingredients of your product. And it depends when your ingredients typically have like peak efficacy. On average for supplements, it would be somewhere between four to 12 weeks. But as I mentioned, some can take, some studies can take longer. Yeah, from, from our side, I think we, we wanted to show relatively short-term benefits. So two, two weeks and four weeks of using the product on a daily basis. So we technically had the 30, a 30 day window when people try trialing it. And, um, but in terms of when we started the process in terms of trying to determine what the goals are, what the parameters were, and then actually getting the full report, I think it was about four, about four months from start to finish. So pretty, so pretty quick, you, you know, Citrus Lab already has the, the audience like built in and the infrastructure there. So it was, it was pretty seamless. Okay. Are your trials conducted with academic partners or are they done directly with consumers? So again, that depends. <laughs> so we, we can work and we have worked in the past with universities. If this is what your goal is and what, what you want. Uh, most of our sponsors, it, basically it's called indus like industry funded. Um, so most of our sponsors, um, they are not working with universities. Very simple. Then you have another party uh, to engage, you have another party also to pay. Uh, and um, especially when you are looking to get results fairly quickly, it's not a good idea to involve universities because typically they take they take a long time. Um, another thing that you can think about if you want somebody from a university involved in your study, is to have this person be the principal investigator, the PI of your study. Um, and then you can basically have, you know, a quick study, but with the, with the university PI. Suzanne, maybe you can talk a bit about 
qualitative and quantitative outcomes. Uh, the question is, are outcomes like quote unquote feels better, meaningful and useful for marketing purposes rather than quantitative outcomes like lost 12 pounds on average? So that's a great question. And that, that depends especially also on your product. For example, with sleep, right? Sleep, we can include sleep trackers, which is quantitative, but it's also a feeling, right? Do you feel well, well rested? Sometimes my sleep tracker, my aura ring says, you slept amazing. <laughs> but in fact, my feeling is that I was run over by a bus, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it always depends on, you know, what your goals are. And typically, even when we include uh, biomarkers, when we include blood tests, we always will have the perception part of the study simply because that gives you additional data points and you should definitely not you know reject these perception data points uh, especially when it comes to for example I showed you earlier an example of the main period pain period pain you can't really measure it's a it's a feeling even when you go to a hospital they will ask you what's your pain right what pain do you feel from a scale from zero to ten and some people for some people it's a ten and others feel more like a five right so it, it always depends on, you know, your product. It depends on, um, you know, what you want to measure and depends on the claims you would like to make. Uh, have you had any regulatory issues with claims? No, what? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But um, also to be fair, um, so we only give our clients guidance. Uh, we don't have, we are, we are not attorneys. Um, we we do have attorneys we can refer you to, but typically our clients use their own in-house counsel to then publish their claims. The, the only thing I'd add on onto that is from a brand perspective, you know, we've got a legal team who reviews all, all claims that we put on, on packaging and, and um, marketing materials and so on. One thing I would call out is claims can change from, from ingredient to ingredient. And we've, we've had that with some, some of our ingredients where the claims change and the things you're, you're allowed to say change slightly. So um, as long as you are reviewing every time you print packaging and update it, then you're in a good, good place. But um, yeah, that would just be one call out. That's great. Easy one. Does Citrus Labs perform clinical trials with animals or humans? Uh, so it depends on the product. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we typically we perform um, clinical studies on humans. But if you have a supplement for pets, for example, dog anxiety supplement, then we the study participants would be the dogs which is always a lot of fun, uh, but we don't perform like these uh, animal testing. It would be a product specifically for dog or for cats. I always thought that working alongside a university improved credibility, but it sounds like you don't suggest this approach. Well, it can, it can, uh, you know, improve credibility, but again, the, the goal that it, if this is a part of the goal, that you have, then absolutely go for it. Uh, but most brands, I think they they really are looking to get claims fairly quick, fairly cost efficient. And then, you know, this is not what you will get from a university. So it absolutely depends on what your goals are. And if you think that university is better suited to help you with your research versus um, an industry partner like Citrus Labs. How are the studies controlled? Are the subjects monitored the whole time? 
That's a great question. And maybe Jody, you can talk about this as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to. So we take a lot of pride in our participants. Um, we do a lot of education uh, prior to enrolling folks. And once they've been enrolled, they've been educated about the study, educated about what it means to be in clinical research. And yes, they're monitored the whole time. Uh, we have a study team that calls, texts, emails folks, um, and we are engaged with them. We have checkpoints to see how they're feeling about the study. And then, of course, there are surveys throughout the timeline on the, during studies as well. Great. Suzanne, do you feel consumers are sophisticated enough to really understand claims, understand placebo versus test, et cetera? And this kind of ties into the education piece of it. Henry, what do you think? Yeah, that, that's a really good, good question. I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. I think supplement consumers are, are very knowledgeable, I think, and they look for information. I mentioned before, like, it's not a T-shirt. It's not an impulse buy. Um, you know, if someone might see an ad or a review of a supplement product, they will dig into the details, um, everything from ingredients, and then they'll do a lot of competitive research and make sure the price is right and look through all the reviews and not just the reviews on the website, but on, you know, third party places like Amazon, where it's a bit more legitimate or, or places like that. So I would say that people, you know, there's definitely a select group of people who know the difference um and it's increasing you know in terms of knowing what a placebo is versus a, a perception study or something like that but it's i think it's minute it's a it's a small amount of people to be honest i think i think the education is getting there around okay a clinical study is actually unique and interesting and i think that is the biggest selling point versus the specifics i would agree um i think that it's the, the fact that a brand ran a clinical trial and then the specifics like was there placebo involved, how many study participants doesn't really matter. It's really more about that a brand actually has invested, you know, resources into research. Do most of your clients publish the studies? Depends what what you how you define published. So obviously Henry and a system you published kind of published yeah research right. You put it on your website and you also link the report on your website. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is what most of our clients do. Um, they most of our clients don't publish their reports though. They only publish obviously the claims. Um, yeah. Some a very few publish their reports and. Even even less than that, um, go you know to publish this in in journals. Also, partly because most of our clients' goal is to have claims on their website versus publish actually publish their research. Uh, regarding numbers and studies, aren't power calculations important? Power calculations are super important. <laughs> so uh, this is part of study setup. Um, in study startup, um, you know, our team uh, typically, you know, does a power calculation to make sure that we get, you know, to significant number based on uh, your study goals. And this is done uh, for every for every study. Uh, but based on, you know, our experience, we can already tell you the average amount that it takes based on your study goals. Do product claims have to refer back to a cited report in order to validate credibility or can claims be made without details of the study protocol? I think this is a question for 
an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I so Henry, obviously you you put the study report on your website and you also have like details of the study on your website. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We just have we have um kind of the key summary results. So for us, it was after 30 days, you know, hit his you know, a certain percentage of people had saw this benefit. And so we've listed probably, I think, three for sleep and, and three for, for de-stress. Okay. And then within the same module, we've linked to the full report so people can dig in um, to where that's from and what the study parameters were. Um, so that's that's on our site and kind of marketing materials. And then we, you know, the Citrus Labs logo is, is you know, is becoming more well-known and it's nice to show that third-party validation or certification um, so we'll be adding that to our packaging on those mm-hmm. products and any any future clinical study that we do um, and then just again it just shows there's like a level of credibility of someone else carrying out a study and reporting on the results yeah and I think this is the mutual consensus um, that obviously not publishing the report but having like you know general specifics around the study for example this was a clinical study um, based on 45 participants carried over 12 weeks so something like that yeah i think on on anywhere you you know for certainly for supplements you'll still need the fda um statement um on the packaging for any claims even if it's done done via a clinical study so that's that's just worth noting as well all right, and then there's a question for Jody. How do you recruit study participants? And is there a bias towards people who are interested in supplements? So I think supplement studies are really popular right now. And we recruit folks, we have marketing partners, we have an extensive database of folks that are interested in clinical research um, and that want to be part of our studies. And we reach out to them and we recruit based on providing education about the studies. And I wouldn't say there's a bias towards supplements, but it's definitely very popular right now. But we also run studies on devices um, and on skincare products, which are also hugely popular. And then there's a question on on non-grass products. Mm -hmm. Are they run through an IRB facilitated by Citrus Labs? Well, we, we don't own an IRB, but we work with a couple of IRBs that we trust and that we know. Um, so yeah, each each clinical study uh, actually goes, um, has to go through an IRB. Great. Well, Henry, thank you so much uh, for your time today. It was very insightful. And before we jump off, uh, where can people find you? Where can people contact you? Oh, thank you so much. Well, yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. So thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, a system, you know, our website is a system.com. Um, and if anyone has any questions um, about the system, about our products, or, or even about our system labs, our incubation studio for, for products, just reach me at henry at a system.com. Um, and then our Instagram's at a system as well. Awesome. Great. Then thank you so much, everybody. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to From Lab to Label, the Sciencification of Consumer Brands. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave us a five-star review. To learn more about Citrus Labs, please visit citruslabs.com and you can check out more of our content and join our email list. Also, feel free to send us your questions at hello at citruslabs.com. Thanks again and see you next time.